0: Jaya Radha Gopi janabalabha girivaradhari <coughs> Gopi janabalabha girivaradhari cha's 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 stay in Brajajan Yamuna tira vanacha. (laughs) la giri varadhani Jashurānandana prajānā ranjana Jashurānandana prajānā ranjana Yamunā tīra Yashoda and Dana, Raja Dana, Shoda and Dana Yashoda and Dana, Raja Dana and Ja yeah, Yaswatim Yasa Toto Jayam Udirayet Nasta Prayeshu Abadre Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Utamashlok Nati shloke. Shlo, Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki, bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki. Before studying the Shrimad Bhagavatam, which is our very means of conquest, we should first offer our respectful obeisances unto the personality of Godhead, Narayana. Unto Nara Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being unto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning, and unto Śrīla Vyāsadeva, the author, by regular attendances, attendance in classes of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and by rendering service unto the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is thus practically destroyed, and loving service unto the glorious Lord, who is praised with transcendental songs, becomes established as an irrevocable fact. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. Hearing from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto One Chapter Six Text Number Seventeen So this is Narada Muni, after his mother died and he left home, he began walking through forests and jungles, dangerous forests and jungles it says, meditating on the Supreme. Then he finally came to a place and sat down and began to meditate and with his mind transformed in transmittal love, tears rolled down his eyes. And without delay, the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna appeared on the lotus of his heart. That was yesterday's verse. So here's Narada Muni Krishna, he's so surrendered. Krishna sat inside, he revealed himself inside the beautiful loving heart of Narada Muni. Text 17. I'll just say the Sanskrit words and you can repeat. Prema Prema Atibara 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 Nirbina Pulaka pulaka angha 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 Ati Nirvrita Ananda, Ananda, samplave, samplave. Uh, linaha, lina. na, na. apashyam, ubhayam. ubhayam, mune. Okay, this is like a, a, two lines for each verse. So we'll try and see if we can pull it off. I'll do it one more time, though. Prema Nirbina nirvina pulakango atini, vrata, atini vrata, ananda, ananda samplavelino. Napasham pasham Na Ubhyam mune, mune Premāti baranirbhina Premāti baranirbhina Bhūlā kaṅgo tini Ānanda samplavelino Napasham hubayamune. Prema. I'm gonna say word for word now. Prema. Prema. Love. Atibada. Excessive. Excessive. Nirbina. Nirbina. Especially distinguished. distinguished. Pulaka. Pulaka. Feelings of happiness. Angaha, Angaha. Different, bodily different bodily parts. Ati Nirvrataha, Ati nirvrataha. Being, fully being fully overwhelmed. Ananda, Ananda. ecstasy. ecstasy. Samplave, in, in the ocean of, Lina. Lina. Absorbed, in. absorbed in, na, na. not. Apashyam, Apashyam. could see, see. Ubhayam, Ubhayam. both, Both. Mune, Mune. O Vyasadev. Vyasadev. So I'm going to say and you can repeat. O Vyasadev, Vyasadev. At at that time, being exceedingly overpowered, By feelings of happiness, happiness. every part of my body body. became separately enlivened, enlivened. being absorbed in an ocean of ecstasy. ecstasy. I I could not see both myself and the Lord. Okay, I'm going to read it again and then read the purport. Oh, Vyasadev, at that time, being exceedingly overpowered by feelings of happiness, every part of my body became separately enlivened, being absorbed in an ocean of ecstasy. I could not see both myself and the Lord purport. Spiritual feelings of happiness and intense ecstasies have no mundane comparison. Therefore, it is very difficult to give expression to such feelings. We can just have a glimpse of such ecstasy in the words of Sri Narada Muni. Each and every part of the body or senses has its particular function. After seeing the Lord all the senses became fully awakened to render service unto the Lord because in the liberated state, the senses are fully efficient in serving the Lord. As such, in that transcendental ecstasy, it so happened that the senses became separately enlivened to serve the lord this being so Muni lost himself in seeing both himself and the lord simultaneously wow pretty amazing huh that's what we want <laughs> we should want right that's what this is what we should want this is like the whole idea right here we are suffering in the material world, worried whether we're going to catch COVID from the person sitting next to us, total anxiety, driving around, getting in accidents in our cars. This is what we're supposed to be meditating on. It's like, oh, Bias, yes, at that time, being exceedingly overpowered by feelings of happiness. I don't think anybody's ever been overpowered by feelings of happiness in the material world. <laughs> Right? I mean, maybe on a little tiny scale. Because we're an illusion, we think we're happy here. Every part of my body became separately enlivened, being being absorbed in an ocean of ecstasy. What is that? An ocean of ecstasy? That means everything around you, you're in this like you're dropped in the middle of this big ecstatic arena of ecstasy, right? You're just, there's nowhere, no nothing but ecstasy everywhere you look. Wow. So, this is what happens when our spiritual body awakens, as described here. Uh, after seeing the Lord, all the senses become fully awakened to render service unto the Lord. He's not talking about our material senses. He's talking about our spiritual senses. But those spiritual senses also enliven and purify this material body. So their senses also become ready to serve. You know, the spiritual body, the material body is kind of like the vehicle. So we become, the Narada Muni was completely enlivened. So Srila Prabhupada showed that that he was also absorbed in oceans of ecstasy and uh, uh, totally enlivened to serve Krishna all the time to the point where, you know, he really didn't need to sleep. He would lay down for a couple hours, but he wasn't sleeping because he was eternally enlivened to serve the Lord. Even that sleep was his body, you know, he was meditating on the Lord absorbed in some kind of ecstasy while his body was laying there. And the devotees sometimes they would talk to Prabhupada as he was going to sleep, and they would be having a conversation with him, and Prabhupada would go into internal consciousness, and he would wake up and he would carry on from the exact same word, the next word of the conversation. He didn't lose a skip a beat there. So we saw that he was completely enlivened uh, in spiritual devotion to Krishna, to his guru and Krishna. And also, tomorrow is the disappearance day of Tamal Krishna Goswami. We could see that Tamal Krishna Goswami was fully awakened also. He was so enlivened to serve, right? His determination to serve was so powerful That you could tell it had to be spiritual. There was no way that kind of level of determination could come just from being a materialist. Although we see some materialists having some kind of determination. But the devotees feel great happiness and ecstasy. So when Srila Prabhupada, one time, uh, one of the devotees is telling this story, Sudama. He was with Govinda Dasi in Hawaii. And she's cooking for Srila Prabhupada. They're staying in some house. Prabhupada's looking out the window. But he's in this room with a big window. And so she gives uh, Sudama, the plate of prasadam, to give Prabhupada. And he walks to the door and he walks into the room. Right? And what does he see? The room, you can barely see Prabhupada. The room is so effulgent. It's just Prabhupada's beaming this this light, this transcendental light, and he can barely see Prabhupada; it's so brilliant. And Prabhupada's eyes are gushing with tears, and he's chanting the holy names, and he's like in total ecstasy, and it totally blew Sudama's mind, and he just like didn't know what to do, because he walked into the room and here's this person who's glowing like the sun, right? First of all, imagine that. And not only that, but you're feeling the power of that ecstasy and then Prabhupada's tears, gushing with tears, chanting the holy names. He's in total ecstasy, so Sadhama backed up out of the room <laughs> and went back in the kitchen and she goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? Govinda Dasi. Hey. She's he's, he's like glowing. He's lighting up the whole room and he's crying in ecstasy. She goes, oh, that's just Prabhupada's Christian conscience. Bring him his prasadam. <laughs> Can you imagine that? So he comes back in the room and brings Prabhupada the plate. And Prabhupada said, why did you leave? <laughs> why didn't you bring the prashadam?" He goes, well, Srila Prabhupada, you're glowing and you're chanting and crying. And I said, Prabhupada said, no. He said, by the mercy of my spiritual master, I am always seeing Krishna. So he took prashadam and continued chanting. Then Tamal Krishna Goswami, and maybe Madri was there, and Hamsaduta and his wife, and one other couple, I can't remember who, they all came into the room. And lo and behold, they saw the same thing. Prabhupada's was glowing, chanting, crying ecstasy, and so they just offered obeisances and just sat there and just like... You can't imagine, it's, it's unimaginable sitting there with that kind of power and purity, just like coming out of Srila Prabhupada with such transcendental potency, you know, just being in there. So they were silent and they were started to chant Hare Krishna a little bit and that broke Prabhupada's meditation, hearing them chant. So then he spoke to them. I don't know what that conversation was. Uh... So another one is, I forget what Prabh, was Prabhupada's first disciple's name there in India. Acharya Prabhakar. Did he get an initiated name? I forget. Anyway, he went to go see Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada was, was in Jansi. And Srila Prabhupada had some little rented space there to do a preaching center. And... He came up to the door and he sees this light coming from underneath the door. And the edges of the door is this powerful light coming out, right? So he's like... So he knocks on the door and he opens the door and he sees Srila Prabhupada glowing and Prabhupada's got this beautiful garland on. And Prabhupada had been doing kirtan there in that room for like three days or something straight. Long time. Prabhupada was just absorbed in ecstasy, just doing kirtan. And he offered obeisances, the devotee, and, and noticed this amazing garland. It was like this really, like, completely amazing garland. And he goes, Srila Prabhupada, there's no flowers like this anywhere around here where did you get the garland? He said, Krishna came and he gave me his garland. So, you know, wow, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, how do you, you know, that's totally amazing. So this is what happens to these devotees. They're like, in Lord Chaitanya, he was traveling. As we described yesterday, in the Chaitanya charter it's described it, that he was trying, he was like a, almost like a mad lion, just chanting the holy names of the Lord, specifically Krishna, 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 Krishna. Hey, and that whole mantra, and he's chanting loudly, and everybody starts to see him on the road, and they all start following him, and as soon as he looks at them, his ecstasy is so powerful. course he's the supreme benedictor of all living beings as soon as he would look at them they would instantly become completely purified and absorbed in love of godhead just by him glancing at them and then sometimes he would embrace them and then send them back to their village in this and they'd be dancing and crying and laughing and rolling on the ground you know coming into their village totally like absorbed in love of godhead And whoever saw them they became pure devotees because they were empowered by bhakti shakti, by the eternal, by the by the pleasure potency and by the eternity potency. It described there in the purport. So they're they're infused with this bhakti shakti from Lord Chaitanya. They would come into their town. Whoever they saw, whoever they just looked at, the transcendental bhakti would just come out of their eyes and just infuse and purify the person completely. Right? And then they would embrace them also. And then that person became overwhelmed with love of Godhead right there on the spot. And in this way, Prabhupada said, millions and millions of people, all of South India became Vaishnavas because of Lord is just passing through. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of why I think Originally, the devotees all, you know, come to Krishna consciousness, or at least later on they get, because if that's a possibility, if it's a possibility that we can experience something like that, it's worth the it. it's worth the effort, right? Yeah. Don't you think it'd be really cool to be in an ocean of ecstasy? <laughs> you know, what I mean? how amazing would that be, right? Of course, in love for Krishna. It's not disconnected from Krishna. It's because of our loving relationship with Krishna, Krishna's, you know, we, whatever little service we offer to Krishna, he reciprocates. And on the pure level of Krishna consciousness, once we come to the spiritual plane, where we're absorbed in devotional service 24 hours a day, then that's where devotional service starts, where where you're really connected and reciprocating with the Lord, and it starts there, you know. And then it gradually grows through the different stages of devotion as it described here a few verses ago. It gave a wonderful description of the different stages of devotion. Narada Muni is describing that, the different stages. <clears throat> so we go through different stages, but he's here on the bhava platform as it stated in the last purport. Uh, This bhava is very significant. The bhava stage is attained after one has transcendental affection for the Lord. The first initial stage is called shraddha, or a liking for the Supreme Lord. And in order to increase that liking, one has to associate with pure devotees of the Lord. The third stage is to practice the prescribed rules and regulations of devotional service. This will dissipate all sorts of misgivings and remove all personal deficiencies that hamper progress in devotional service. When all misgivings and personal deficiencies are removed, there is a standard faith in transcendental matter. And the taste for it increases in greater proportion. This stage leads to attraction, and after this, there is bhava, or the prior stage of unalloyed love for God. All the above different stages are but different stages of development of transcendental love. Being so surcharged with transcendental love, there comes a strong feeling of separation which leads to eight different kinds of ecstasies. Tears from the eyes of a devotee is an automatic reaction and because Sri Narayana Muni in his previous birth attained this stage very quickly after his departure from home, it was quite possible for him to perceive the actual presence of the Lord which he tangibly experienced by his developed spiritual senses without material tinge. <coughs> So, Lord Titania gave everybody that he traveled to the holy names. And the holy names have all transcendental potencies. That means that they can uplift us and purify us without any difficulty, if that's what we want. We don't want to get purified, and we want some material desire while we're chanting. We won't be able to advance properly because we'll gradually get purified because we're still chanting. But if we chant without offense, means in the ten offenses it says without material attachment. Right, that one offense. Don't be attached to matter. That means no material desires. So what does that mean? No material desires. It means we have to have a spiritual desire. <clears throat> and that's what the Hare Krishna mantra means. Right? We're begging Krishna. We're begging Radha and Krishna. Begging. Please. Please. Pull, put me as one of the atoms of at your lotus feet. Please pick me up from this ocean of death and engage me in your pure devotional service. We're begging the Lord for this desire. So we, the Hare Krishna mantra is there, but our desire has to catch up with what the, what's really going on. And then we can make more advancement. If we're thinking our mind is distracted by so many things while we're chanting, we're getting purified slowly. But the more, and if we can catch up to what we're really doing by chanting Hare Krishna and really understand that we have to beg the Lord, that we really want to become eternal servants of the Lord, then we have to really get absorbed in that desire and beg the spiritual master to purify us. There's these different songs. Gurudev, Kripa Bindu Koro Edasi. It's like, please, my dear guru, you possess Krishna. we am running behind you, chanting, Krishna, Krishna. We beg the spiritual master to give us this desire to and purify us and give us this desire to be the eternal servant of the spiritual master and Krishna. That's why these songs are there by Nara Tam Das Thakur and Shila Bhakti Thakur and our beautiful song books. There's so many songs in there where they're crying and begging and feeling separation. That's reality. We're in the illusion. We're just banging our heads here in the material world taking billions of births uselessly just to fulfill a few temporary desires and then boop, move on to the next birth and fulfill a few more and then boop. So we've been doing that forever. We're eternally just bouncing through material bodies trying to enjoy some kind of useless sense gratification which makes us suffer in the end. So it's like, okay, how long are we going to do that for? <laughs> we're really less intelligent folks because we're here in the material world. Heart, heart, forgive me for saying it, but we're, <laughs> we're stuck here and so the idea is that we beg Krishna, we beg the Guru to, and to become the eternal servant of the Lord. And that's what the Hare Krishna mantra means. Then Krishna can fulfill that desire. Krishna is here just to fulfill our desires in the heart. So if our desire is to stay here, he's going to let us stay here. If our desire is to chant Hare Krishna and to follow in the footsteps of Narada Muni and Srila Prabhupada, then Krishna will fulfill that desire. That's the one he really wants to fulfill. The other one's like, okay, you know, you're in ignorance. You want something. Okay, I'll give you what you need. And according to your karma, you can get whatever, you know. But this is the desire. This is the real reason why Krishna comes here to preach as Lord Chaitanya and all the different incarnations. And he sends all the spiritual masters to awaken our faith Desire to serve Krishna, to serve the Guru and serve the devotees, serve Krishna eternally, to become an eternal servant. This is what Narada Muni is experiencing. This is what Lord Chaitanya gave everybody, empowering them with eternity and the pleasure-giving potency. That means the people that experienced that no longer were under the influence of time. They didn't even think there was no influence. They didn't even know. Lord Chitani, when he's traveling around with his devotees, they're traveling in ecstasy. They would make all kinds of wrong turns and go here and there and ask everybody, where's this place? And they're like, oh, you went the wrong way. And they're like, okay, start doing kirtan again and keep going and, you know, maybe they'll show up at the right place, but they didn't really care because they're just absorbed in ecstatic kirtan all the time. They didn't even, didn't bother them that they went the wrong way for a while. <clears throat> So these things are meant to inspire us to want Krishna instead of wanting somebody something or someone in this material world. That's the idea is to motivate us to change our desire to purify our desire. Anybody have any questions or comments? Pandini, you always have a good question or comment. Yeah, that's why. Oh, sweet. At the, at the Samadhi? Nice. The kids are out doing a kirtan. And well, Narda Muni's one of those youngsters, right? He was only like seven or eight or something when this happened when the Lord appeared in the beautiful heart of Narada Muni. So, Prabhupada describes that, you know, surrender means to surrender our desires. On, you know what I mean? We're desiring something here in the material world thinking that it's so important. We're thinking all everything here is so important that we really have to just be absorbed here. It's so important. What's so important that hasn't been fulfilled in billions of lifetimes. You think you're going to get something really important after you've been trying for billions of lifetimes? Right? I just thought of that. I was like, wow, really? I mean, if you try to do something and it's never successful because you die and you don't get what you really wanted, you can't live with... you can't keep what you get and you try and try and try again... It's like, wow, really? Like a little kid, you know, trying to, you know, or whatever. Somebody doing something that's impossible to try to do and they keep trying and trying and you see them beating themselves up trying and you're like, wow, this person's... could be going about it in the wrong way or something, you know? So we're trying to be happy on some level here in the material world, but we keep getting thrown out of these bodies after they get old and sick and invalid and miserable and oh man but no no it's it's worth trying again you know we got to come back again and like wow this time we're going to do it even though we've been cheated by birth and death so many millions of times no I I have faith that if I just try harder I didn't have it figured out last life but now that I'm old I got it figured out and then you die, but you forget all that stuff. So you're like, oh man, too bad. <laughs> you had it all figured out, but you you got kicked out. So it was like, oh man, bummer. So frustration. So after not getting it right for so many millions of lifetimes, we're still here thinking we can do it. It's like, wow, that's insanity, isn't it? That's insanity. Yeah. perfect because it's no longer material life. When you take you know Nandini asked a beautiful question about because we're constantly making adjustments to see if we can figure it out. but she was saying in Krishna book she's been reading it over and over again, which is what we should all be doing reading Krishna book over and over and over and over and over again it says there that once you take the krishna consciousness your even your material life becomes perfect because spirit is first right if we take care of our real self then why wouldn't everything else be successful right if you actually take care of yourself as an eternal servant of krishna and you adjust we adjust ourselves to being Krishna's trying to, you know, get purified and absorbing ourselves in this devotional service, then that in itself purifies our hearts and our consciousness so much that we're no longer disturbed by the so, the, all the different things, the changes and all the stuff going on in the material world because we have connection to Krishna. Right. So I could know I find is this present situation with this um pandemic that you experienced for a year or over a year. And yes, I can see people so um anxious to say, Oh yes, they're gonna die one way or another. Well that's the that's the but the blessings of our of our leadership in this country and the news that we've been drilled so hard to be paranoid so that for whatever the reasons are that, but yeah, you're right. Everybody, I've met so many people like that too who are so paranoid that it's shocking. But there's a beautiful song. Bajahude Mana shri nandana abhaya caranada vindure dul Janamasatsange manava janama satsange bhava sindure And then, kamala dala jala jiva the material world is so full of fear just by the nature because it's dark. The material world is darkness. It's full of darkness. If it wasn't for the sun and the moon, what would our light It would be complete darkness. Just like on certain planets below the earth, there is no sunshine. And the entities there the Nagas have jewels on their heads. And those jewels spread some rays so they can see something. But otherwise it's dark. So the material world is darkness. So that darkness creates fear. Right? And then we think we're going to die. We are going to die. So obviously we think that we're these bodies completely. So, Jala. It's like when you put a... you ever seen it? You ever put a drop of water on a lotus leaf before? It's like pure wax. The thing can't, you can barely even keep it on the leaf, right? It's like, whoop, whoop, it flies right off the leaf. It's like, it's amazing. it's the first time I saw it, I heard the song. and then. So Krishna's mercy is such that, you know, that the devotees, when they come in contact with Krishna, take shelter of his lotus feet. Then, like Prabhupada's name, Abaya Vinda becomes fearful at the lotus, fearless. One who is fearless at the lotus feet of the Lord. So, Lord Chaitanya's process of when he traveled to show the example is that he's chanting, he's absorbed in spiritual bliss, chanting the holy names. And he sees people and he Blow just overwhelms them with pure love of Godhead and preaches to them all and asks them to chant Hare Krishna. Lord Chaitanya asked everybody to chant. So our process is to follow those footsteps, to ask whoever we meet to chant and to teach them Bhagavad Gita and Shrimad Bhagavatam. And by doing that, that purges us. Krishna, that process of preaching purges us of our of our unwanted qualities and purifies us and allows us to, you know, develop gradually in, in this stage. So we have to chant Hare Krishna and preach, or support the preaching. In Krishna Book, you remember that purport? It's the end of where Narada Muni I think is visiting Krishna's palaces, and Prabhupada makes this powerful, beautiful statement that we. I forget exactly the word for word, but how we have to, we should preach this Krishna consciousness. And if we can't preach ourselves, then we have to support a preacher of Krishna consciousness and we'll have the same benefit. Remember that? So, somehow or other, we have to get the association of pure devotees and and change our desire, you know, purify our desire by chanting Hare Krishna and try and follow the orders of Lord Chaitanya to preach to whoever we meet. And then he says, by doing that you become guru and deliver everybody in your country. So then in the purport, Prabhupada says, we should at least offer Krishna to our family and friends. <laughs> you know? But if we have facility to do more, then do more, you know. Well, Lord Chaitanya gave the verse Ainanda Tanuja Kinkaram patita Bishamevavambura Kripaya Tavapada Pankaja Stita Duli Sadrisham Vichinteya. The fifth verse. He says, O son of Nanda Maharaj Krishna, I am your eternal servant, but somehow or other I have fallen into this ocean of birth and death. Please pick me up from this ocean of death and place me as one of the atoms of your lotus lotus feet. So we have to offer ourselves as the surrendered servant of the Lord and beg the Lord to purify us. So I'm your eternal servant. Please pick me up. Please purify me. Please engage me in your devotional service. I'm your surrendered servant. He knows where we're at, right? But we have to offer ourselves as being surrendered servants and be open to the, open to, following the process of Krishna consciousness. Getting up from Angalajit like you're doing every day. Prophet said that. We have to get out of the mode of ignorance by getting up early and chanting Hare Krishna doing kirtan like the kids are out there jamming, doing some nice kirtan. They're fired up. Yeah, no. Both things are good. And then, you know, our, we say those ten offenses every day. First is to blaspheme or criticize devotees. Lord Chaitanya said, if you can chant Hare Krishna without criticizing anyone... You'll become perfect, and he'll bring us back home, back to Godhead. And Chaitanya Bhagavat, is mentioned there like that, the Lord Chaitanya. So when he says, Trinata Pisanichana, lower than the straw on the street, more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige, ready to offer all respect to others and not expect any for ourselves, then we can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. He wasn't joking about that. So that's our goal, is to be empowered with humility so to we be respectful to all living beings. We beg the spiritual master to purify our hearts. Those songs I was talking about? Kripa Gurudev, Kripa Bindu Dia, Koro Adasi. We have to be... That's why we, every morning we sing these prayers to the spiritual master I bow down to your lotus feet with great awe and reverence the spiritual master what's the first line the lotus feet of our spiritual master are the only way by which we attain pure devotional service I bow down to his lotus feet with great awe and reverence By his grace, one can cross the ocean of material suffering and obtain the mercy of Krishna. My only wish is to have my consciousness purified by the words emanating from his lotus mouth. Attachment to his lotus feet is the perfection that fulfills all desires. So our our process, Prabhupada gave us the process to worship the spiritual master and to follow the orders of the Guru and to chant Hare Krishna, With great spiritual desire, not material desire. We're never going to become free from desire. Because that's the nature of the soul. Don't you, when the the liberated souls, when they see Krishna, the cowherd boys, right? They see Krishna up in the front, they're like, I'm going to go run and touch Krishna first. They're like, oh, no, I'm going to beat you. Their desire was to like please Krishna, right? They're going to go touch Krishna. And then they say, Krishna, close your eyes. They open your mouth. They throw a flower in Krishna's mouth. You know what I mean? It's all full of spiritual desires. There's no lack of desire in the spiritual world. It's all this wonderful desire to reciprocate and serve Krishna. So our problem is we have material desires. That's why we keep coming back to this place because we still have desires for whatever it is in this material world. Sex desire. Maituni agara. Atogrihakshetra kshetra suttapta vitai ahamameti The attraction between male and female is the basic principle of bondage in the material world according to Lord Rishavdeva in the fifth canto. So we're attracted to sex life. And thinking that somehow that's going to make us happy. So and that's the basic principle of illusion. But there's many other desires. People have desires for so many things. So we have to associate enough with these books, with Prabhupada's books, and his lectures, and his morning walks, and his conversations, and all the different lectures of the devotees. So our desires can be... So we can decide to change our desires. To want Krishna instead of wanting something else. We have to want Krishna. That's why these descriptions are so amazing. Right? Here's Narada Muni. He's sitting down. He's like seven or something. Sitting down now. After after having served the Vaishnavas, he got trained by them. He got trained by these pure devotees how to serve and how to chant and how to do everything. So because he served them nicely and was trained by them, he was able to sit down and meditate and be successful. This is in the previous purports here. That because he served them, therefore that was his qualification. He got trained by them and he served them. So we need to get trained and how, how to serve. And Srila Prabhupada That's what he did. He trained, 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 trained people how to do everything. Trained people how to worship the deities. He trained them how to cook for Krishna. He trained them how to preach. Every time Prabhupada was in a room conversation with somebody in some temple somewhere, he would make sure all the devotees were there first, all the leaders. He was like, We're such and such, we're such and such. Bring them in the room so they can hear him preach to somebody. And learn how to preach properly. All those conversations are translated and all, you can hear them, the recordings of them, or you can get the books like you have, and you can read those conversations and learn how to preach. You know what I mean? Prabhupada trained us how to do everything. So we, those who know something, it's their responsibility to humbly pass on whatever training they have on some level, somehow, you know. But it's all there in the books, all there in Prabhupada's giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. giving. It's like his letters. Prabhupada gave so much compassion and mercy through his letters, and you know, enlivening the devotees. So, Prabhupada said, "Everything is in my books." So we're hearing all this amazing in the books. Our problem is, my problem is is I still think there's some kind of juice left in the material world that I can enjoy. So I'm like hanging on to that, even though I'm being beaten by time, old age, disease, being beaten, I'm still thinking there's some kind of enjoyment to hang on to here. It's like, it's madness. Uh, Lord Vashavde says that, Pramata... Kurutevi karma, I forget the first verse. But anyway, he's describing madness. The the pursuit of material enjoyment is madness. Because it's impossible to fulfill. It's temporary. But the solution is to serve the Vaishnavas, and even says, Lord Rishabde says to serve the impersonalists, the pure advanced impersonalists, who the the Brahmavadis or the Vaishnavas. Even says that in the verse, we have to serve somebody who's more advanced than us, somebody who's actually advanced somehow. Of course, we're serving the Vaishnavas. That's our Prabhupada set that standard. We're not impersonalists; we're personalists. So, by serving the Vaishnava and hearing from the Vaishnava and begging the mercy of the Vaishnava, it has to be a blessing because we're stuck here. We're thinking that we're independent of Krishna. We have independence, but nothing's independent of Krishna. And we're thinking that we can become happy without Krishna here in the material world, separated from Krishna. So, we're totally deluded. There's no shortage of insanity and delusion on our parts. We're totally crazy when it comes to that. Thinking that there's some kind of happiness here. So here's Nardamuni. He's no longer thinking there's any happiness in the material world. He's simply meditating on the Lord to serve the Lord. Prabhupada, he came here to execute the order of his guru, He said, I'm just trying to please my spiritual master. I don't have any qualifications, but I'm just trying to please my guru. Just like when the devotees walked down the room and he was brilliantly glowing and crying in ecstasy and Sudama brought him as Prashadam. Oh, I didn't even finish the story. But Prabhupada said, I know, I am just, by the mercy of my spiritual master, I'm seeing Krishna. But when Sudama came in, he said, why did you leave? He goes, well, Srila Prabhupada, you're crying and chanting, and, and he said, it was Krishna's arrangement that they met. He goes, I've never met anyone like you before, Srila Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, oh, this is Krishna's. He said, by the mercy of my spiritual master, I'm always seeing Krishna, and by Krishna's arrangement, we have met. So, we have a facility and we can choose to not <clears throat> do it. But here's Nardamuni. He's absorbed in this loving service. And look what he's getting. He's overwhelmed by a sense of happiness and in an ocean of ecstasy. So, that, that uh, the, the the chanting of the holy names, to be chanted, Enthusiastically and in a humble state of mind, and begging the Lord to let us serve Him. The Holy Name can give us purification like that. Krishna says, Lord Justin says, all the potencies are in the Holy Name. All of them. That includes purifying ourselves, too. It's the Holy Name, and the Lord is full of compassion. The Lord wants us to get out of here, but we have to beg the Lord to get us out of here, to purify us and chant Hare Krishna and and serve the Lord and reawaken. See, what happens is, is once you get purified, your spiritual senses and your desires awaken. Like Nardamuni's senses were all completely purified as spiritual, but so also his spiritual desires to serve the Lord were awakened. We're, if we're not, if we don't have, if we're not overwhelmed, with spiritual desire to want to serve the lord that means that we're still not purified yet you know if we're not absorbed in devotional service that means we're still thinking that we're we're still attached to something and we're not fully so it's okay that's all right that's okay just keep chanting you know we'll gradually get purified but the process is directly being described. That if we chant nicely and and that'll awaken our spiritual desires. Right? If we hear the Bhagavatam, hear about these things, this will awaken our spiritual desires. But if we neglect all this stuff and just you know live how we're living and not really Get enthusiastic about it, then that's the result we're going to get too. We're not. We're not going to ever. I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm still a fool. But Narada Muni's not, and Prophet wasn't. You know, we want to try and give up our foolishness somehow. You know, and it's easy. Krishna's like, here I am. Here's the holy name. But the Lord Chaitanya says, after saying all the potencies and everything, it's so easy to access, there's no hard and fast rules, but still I don't have any attraction for the chanting. So Prabhupada called that our causeless unwillingness to surrender to Krishna. We're just we've been stuck in this mess so long that we're used to being in ignorance. Right? We're used to being we're used to suffering. So we're thinking, ah, it's cool, I can tolerate it. Just keep on chanting and suffering. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why it's recommended that at the end of one's life, one uh, dedicates oneself completely to trying to become Krishna conscious. So, that, you know, retire from all this stuff, if possible, and just take up the process. Prabhupada said we're listening. Oh, it's in Chaitanya Charitamrita again. We're reading the chapter of Lord Chaitanya's South Indian tour. And Prabhupada said, One doesn't have to take sannyas, but one should chant the Hare Krishna mantra and dedicate oneself to hearing and chanting. But if one does take sannyas, he can just go to the holy place and just repeatedly hear and chant the mantras of the Vedas and the books, you know? Repeatedly. Get oneself absorbed in hearing and chanting, because that's what purifies the intelligence. We have to get spiritual intelligence, and that comes from hearing these books. I don't want to go any longer; it's already really late. Because there is some prashadam, right? We probably missed it already. <laughs> Thank you. Is that okay, Nico? You have any questions? Any comment, Peter Das? Anyway, thank you very much. You. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srimad Bharatam. All glories to Shishi Chenji. All glories to all the devotees. All glories to the lotus feet of Shishi Guru and Goranga. Hare Krishna. Amazing. Narnia movie is so inspiring, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's great. Wow. It's like, wow, you're in such ecstasy as a little kid. Thank you so much for your class. Thank you so much.